This is episode 341 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's articles are How to Use a Survival Cache to Keep Your Supplies Safe and Secure and Conflicted, Forcing Your Members, What Would You Do? Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey guys, this episode is being brought to you by my new ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. Hey, I was on the forums a little earlier today and uh, was reading just one of the members who was leaving information about how they were using different things online, ways that you could uh, make money online, a little bit here, a little bit there, which was adding up to significant money to that allowed them to prep and to add to uh, you know, some of their hobbies and things like that. And so I'm telling you, having multiple streams of income, having you know, ways that you find that you can do things to make money, that's the key to getting prepared, paying down debt, having a, an emergency fund. And so uh, just reading what that uh, what that member was doing and just little things here and there. And they're very, very busy, uh, you know, which it was great to read because it just, you know, it just lets me know that there's people out there that are taking it seriously and they are adding to their uh, to their preparedness and to their finances because they are taking into account doing little micro businesses. So uh, just uh, if you haven't thought about that or uh, you want some more information, go on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. I have a link in the show notes uh, to the microbiz page, and you can uh, just read a little bit more and see if there's something that you want to look into. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and read our article of the day. It comes to us from The Prepping Guide, and it is entitled, How to Use a Survival Cache to Keep Your Supplies Safe and Secure. So let's start reading. Caching keeps your food, water, weapons, and supplies safe. In an emergency situation, being able to leave home and have access to guaranteed supplies is very important. Having a survival cache is a survivalist solution to make sure that you have supplies available that you would not be able to carry in a bug out bag. People have been caching supplies for hundreds of years, such as weapons, treasures, heirlooms, and supplies. Only this type of caching is for when you need to bug out of the home and survive. Some even use their survival cache as a way to make sure their weapons and money stay protected. In this post, we take a look at how you can make sure your supply cache is safe, secure, and optimized so that you have a stockpile of supplies for when you, your family, or your prepper community needs to bug out and replenish supplies or live off of them in a bug out location. When we have a bugged out or bug out bag cannot possibly carry much more food and equipment than what is necessary for a period of about 72 to 96 hours. You can try to fit more in, but you are going to be greatly encumbered with weight and that's not effective when you're on foot or for space in a car. Aiming to carry a quarter of your body weight is an effective maximum. For those other essentials that you can't carry, we store them in hidden supply caches and mark down their coordinates. Without a survival cache or bug out location, in a long-term survival scenario, once you have exhausted the food and water from your kit, 
you will have to rely on your survival skills for food and water. In those instances, a cache of food, water, fuel, and equipment will be very valuable and potentially life-saving in long-term survival situations. Food and water storage at home is also important, but is not the same thing as a cache of survival supplies away from your home. If your emergency occurs while you are at home and you are able to stay at home, your food storage will obviously be accessible to you. But this is by no means guaranteed, and having that backup supply when you can't stay in the home or can't get to it will greatly increase your chances of survival. So what is a survival cache or bug out location? A survival cache is a stockpile of supplies hidden or cached away in a location only you know about. Hiding the cache is the priority as you want to be able to leave your survival cache for an extended period of time only to use it when you really need it. On that premise, most survivalists and preppers prefer to bury their survival cache in a shallow grave and mark it with distinguishing features that only they know about, such as being next to a forked tree, a certain breed of tree, or a specific rock. Bugout Location The bugout location is a bit different. While a survival cache is easily concealable, a bugout location is more of a base away from home. This would be your stereotypical cabin in the woods, lakeside log hut, or a clearing you have pre-marked where you can take your bug out vehicle and rendezvous with other preppers that you have provided the location to. As I point out later, if you do have a bug out location, you might want to consider keeping your bug out supplies in a hidden cache near that location for security purposes. One of the most important things survivalists use to mark both their supply cache and bug out location is a map grid reference. Using simple navigation and mapping skills, you can mark a location down to the very square meter of where you are standing. Having an accurate grid reference is more important for a survivalist cache as it ensures that if the landscape was to change, you could still locate that cache. It is also a way to notify your team or community of preppers that might have reached the area first, that your survival cache is at grid reference 82445941269. A grid reference like this is known as a 10-foot figure grid reference and would lead anyone using it to a point on an area map that is precise to a one square meter area. A bug out location would easily be found using an eight-figure grid reference as this would lead someone to a 10 square meter area. Grid references can be done manually with a map or very easily with a GPS device, which is much more efficient when calculating the exact area of a hidden cache. So why should you have a survival cache? There is just no way you can carry enough in your bug out bag to last for more than three days, and even that's heavy enough. So having that survival cache is just a way for you to be able to refuel your supplies and keep moving or to set up camp and remain there until it is well and truly safe to return home. There are some other reasons why having a supply cache is not only effective, but also common sense for preppers. Some of those reasons are having survival caches allow you to spread your supplies you need to survive rather than having them in one place. So that should your survival supplies be compromised in one unique location, you still have reserves in another hidden area. To strengthen your bug out plan so that when you bug out, you can include more family members and friends and don't have to carry extra food for them 
in your bug out bag, but rather have a supply for them cached away. To keep your bug out bag lighter so you are able to move quicker and have more freedom to carry other things, whether it be to help an injured person or weapon or if you don't have enough space in the car. And for those that have bug out cabins or survival shelters and want to make sure that any food supplies and survival gear in them are not compromised, you can use survival caches to keep those supplies safe and secure. And guys, I want to tell you that is one of those things right there. If you if you don't have property or you're looking to get property, uh, no matter how far in the woods you think it is, someone knows where it is. And so if you go and you start stocking that uh, that bug out location with all kinds of supplies, unless you have them hidden like under the floor or in you know some way that it's hidden where people you know can't find it, uh, you're going to lose them. People are going to steal them from you. And so this is one reason why you would want to have a survival cache in a bug out location, uh, you know, or a retreat location. Maybe uh, you know burying a 55 gallon drum full of uh, supplies. And uh, we're going to get to that here in just a little bit. So uh, other reasons why is for the preppers concerned about their homes being ransacked by desperate gangs or hungry people during an SHTF scenario or to ensure that their weapons are out of the home and away from law officials should they ever come to take your guns or prepper stockpile. As you can see, there are a number of reasons to keep a supply cache, but the most important reasons are to do with the safety and security of your supplies. This is because at the end of the day, without food, water, medical gear, or survival essentials, we're in big trouble. As preppers, it's our job to keep that from happening. So how to store a survival cache. Regarding how you store your supply cache, if you have a prepared bug out location, it's simple. That cabin or camp can become your cache, but remember that even if your bug out location is in the middle of nowhere, it is still visible and may be vulnerable to exploitation by others whether, whether there is an emergency or not. Storing at a bug out location. If you are going to make your supply cache at a cabin or other obvious locations, Consider hiding your supplies under the floor or buried close by rather than fitting out your cabin as a home away from home. This ensures that if opportunistic scavengers or just ransackers find your bug out location or cabin that they are not going to find any of your valuable survival supplies. Caching in different environments. If you don't have a solid structure or a particular place in mind for a bug out location then you can hide your cache by burying it or disguising it. There are a number of things to think about when storing your supply cache in different environments, whether it be in swamp caches, desert areas, mountain caches, caves, or any other habitats. If you are considering caching your prepper supplies in a cave, be sure to conceal it well as people are naturally curious about what a cave holds, and for those seeking shelter, whether they're human or animal, you will likely find them in a cave. Open fields should also be used in a very discreet manner when using them as survival cache locations as you might be visible to onlookers who will ransack your goods at the moment you are gone. Wherever you decide to make your cache, make sure you can find it again easily. Keep its location marked on a map and use a grid reference and accurate description of its location. Using a GPS reference for it will make it much easier for you to locate your hidden supplies. Don't let all that preparation go to waste by losing your cash when it really counts. So what should you store your supply cash in? When you are storing your supplies, you need to make sure that whatever you are 
your supplies are cached in, they are properly protected and stored in a manner that avoids moisture, animals getting into it, or decay. Moisture will be your primary enemy for any survival cache, so avoid using wooden boxes or containers. However, there are some other things that may compromise your survival supply, such as using thin plastic containers and tubs that animals such as rats or wild dogs can gnaw through, or metal boxes that are able to rust. Instead, containers that will keep your survival supply protected are safe as PVC tubes. You can make a small survival cache with simple PVC piping. Of course, this won't hold a significant amount of material, but is great if you need to cache survival gear, ammunition, or small numbers of long-term food supplies as they can all fit into a wide PVC pipe. The most important thing to remember is to make sure you use a good sealant on the end of the PVC pipe as you want to avoid moisture and water seeping through the lid or screw-on ends of the pipe. Hard cases. Strong and durable cases such as Pelican cases make great supply cache containers. I find they are the best maker of storage and protective containers as all of their cases are watertight, airtight, dustproof, chemical resistant, corrosion proof, and are very tough cases that don't cave in. A lot of their containers come with foam inserts and organizers as well, which is not only great for survival supplies, but also if you intend on caching your weapons in a Pelican transport case and want to make sure that they are kept in the safest storage possible. Tube vaults. Since the common fear of possible gun grabs by governments, specific tubes for caching weapons are available and work very well. These are a lot stronger, sealable, and more spacious than PVC tubing and are great to bury in a supply cache location. I use a small MTM SAC small caching tube which can pack in a lot of essentials. However, this won't fit any large weapons. If you are after that, the Monovolt is a more sizable option and is a very durable airtight container with an inner section and an outer burial shield layer. Plastic Barrels If you are storing a lot of food and supplies for a large community, you might want to consider using high-density polyethylene storage drums. I have used Eagle 55-gallon barrels as a bug-out location supply holder, and they can pack a heap. These are strong, food-grade barrels with a lockable lid. Most are concerned about the pressure of the ground, which might cause barrels like this to collapse. However, from the top down, they have no problems. The one thing you should do is to make sure that the barrel is packed, as this will stop any possible buckling of the sides of the barrel if the ground is denser from rain or frost. Now that we know how to hide our survival cache and some options for storing our hidden supplies, let's take a look at the important survival supplies that we should prioritize for our supply cache. So what do you keep in a supply cache? Situations where you can access the food and water you have stockpiled in your home could be severe winter weather that leaves you trapped due to snow or ice, localized power outages, food and fuel shortages. But there are circumstances where leaving the home is much safer, such as cases of gas leaks, floods, sicknesses, outbreaks, civil unrest, nuclear, biological, or chemical attacks. In these scenarios, it may well be safer to leave the home. If you do have to bug out, you can only count on having that which you can carry in your bug out bag and perhaps not even that if you are away from home when the emergency occurs. 
So what should you store in your survival cache to make sure you are prepared for the worst? So how to cache food. Food is an obvious part of your cache, but cached food may not be rotated or used for a long period of time. Unlike food stored at home for emergencies, food that is in a supply cache needs to be food that has a long shelf life and packed in a manner that extends that shelf life. Storing foods. It is also important to pack and store those foods properly so they don't spoil. Even food in tin cans will spoil if they become moist and exposed to the elements as the cans will rust and spoil the contents. Additionally, dried foods such as beans and lentils will be susceptible to damage by rodents and insects. These should be packaged in one of the ways mentioned above to ensure that the contents do not spoil and begin to develop rot or mold. When you are packing foods, you can preserve foods by using mylar bags and moisture or absorbers. All right, so um, you know I like the t- where they're talking about the long shelf life. For me, that's where I would be like storing my my legacy food uh, because it has you know it comes. They're not individual uh, you know food pouches. They're more like a family uh, you know dinner pouches, and then uh, for sure they already come you know with uh, the 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 oxygen absorbers and, and that kind of stuff. And they really come ready to be uh, stocked away for, for long term. And then the other thing about that is that if you're going into the ground, like if you have a 55 gallon drum and you're putting food down into the ground, it's going to stay a lot cooler. So it will stay a lot longer. Uh, definitely have that long shelf life that you're looking for. All right. So foods to cash. Consider foods like dried lentils, beans, and whole cereals, such as oats and wheat as these are all food types that have very long shelf lives. Flour and other processed grains will not last as long and are more susceptible to moisture. Tinned foods can also be stored in your supply cache as long as you store them in the same way as your dried foods to avoid the tin from rusting. Corned beef, tinned meat and fish, tinned vegetables, soups and hot dogs are great tinned foods to store. Um, I don't know if I would be storing tinned foods uh, to be honest with you, uh, just because I would be afraid that for whatever reason, if botulism formed and that uh, if that can bust it, then everything in that survival cache is going to be uh, it, it's it's going to be bad. I mean, and I don't, from everything that I've ever read about botulism, when when it blows or you know when a can blows, I mean, you got to disinfect very very good. I mean, you've got to you know you got to be very very careful with that. And so I just, I don't know if I would risk it. If I was putting in the time and the effort into building that survival cache, I don't know if I would put uh, tin cans in there. So that's just my two cents there. Uh, Store cooking tools. As well as food, you will need to cache something to cook with so that you can actually cook your cached food. A single large cooking pot will be most versatile. There is no need to try to replicate your home kitchen in your cache unless, of course, you are running a community bug-out location and are catering for a large family or group of preppers. It is just you. If it's just you and your family, a large pot and a few utensils will be the most versatile and space-efficient for your survival cache. That large pot can also purify your stored water by boiling it. Storing Seeds If the survival situation is an extreme SHTF event, even your stockpiled food will eventually run out, so you may need to think about food in the very long term. Seed caching for a vegetable garden and for staple foods such as wheat and corn is a way around this. 
These will need to be rotated every few years as even seeds have a shelf life. These must be strictly kept and you must not be tempted to eat them or use them as bait for traps as seeds offer a way for you to have a sustainable food supply which is a very wanted commodity should food supplies run out. As well as crops, cash equipment for establishing trap lines and hunting, spools of wire for making snares, modern metal traps, and fishing rods, hooks, sinkers, and line, as well as firearms or archery equipment for hunting will be great as they will help you sustain yourself long after your stocks of food run out. So how to cash water. Even if your survival cache is in a wilderness environment near a stream or other plentiful sources of water, make sure you cache water anyway as the nature of your emergency might mean water is contaminated. Storing the water. Plastic jerry cans or even smaller plastic bottles of mineral water or just filled from your tap will be better than nothing. If your survival cache is part of a well-prepared bug-out location, such as an off-grid cabin, part of your preps should be to establish rainwater collection at your bug out location as by the time you come to bug out you could easily have collected hundreds of extra liters of water without even being there as well as physically storing ready to use water you should cache what you need to purify water at the very least you can use your large cooking pot to boil water but should also cache an effective filter and means of collecting water so prioritizing water Remember, when it comes to survival, you will need to change your expectations when it comes to water. It will have to be prioritized for cooking and drinking. In order to preserve clean drinking water, you may have to wash in a stream or with water from a puddle or your rain collectors, while any of this water can also be used for drinking. If processed and purified properly, it will not always look as appetizing as water from your tap or from a bottle. It may also smell slightly if you have used chemical purifiers, but as long as you purify it properly, you will be fine to drink. All right, so I think it'd be hard really to uh, cache water. I mean, a lot of water, uh, like you would need it. Uh, I think I would more likely use, uh, like if I was doing 55-gallon drums, I would still want to cache more supplies and food than water. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I would be definitely looking for is you know where where are my water sources towards my bug out location and uh, you know what can i do about that and then definitely having the water filters and the water purify you know having all of that and having extra means to be able to purify water so i think that's probably where i would go uh, I wouldn't probably focus so much on storing water. Like I like the idea of having, you know, harvesting rainwater, you know, from from the roofs and stuff like that. Definitely, but I don't know about storing it. Okay, so next is how to cache fuel. Perhaps you plan for getting to your cache or bug out location is to use your bug out vehicle. You might have a petrol or gas fired stove to cook your rations and have cached power tools such as a chainsaw to make your your life in a long-term survival event easier. If you have, remember you must stockpile appropriate fuel as well. Otherwise, none of those things will be usable. It is useful to have fuel saved at home too as long as you take into account local laws regarding the storage of fuel. If you will need this fuel for a bug out vehicle, remember that you give yourself a significant advantage by never letting your car get lower than a half a tank of fuel in the first place. So storing the fuel. 
You should store fuel in well-marked metal jerry cans to avoid confusion with your water supplies and to keep it safe. It should be kept out of direct sunlight and just as with any tinned food you are storing, you need to ensure it be kept free of moisture as much as possible so that the containers don't rust. If you are storing gasoline, remember that it is particularly volatile so do not endanger your cash or bug out location and expose it to fire risk by storing your gasoline side by side with other supplies. Store it separately. Also, remember that if you are caching fuel for a chainsaw or other power tools, you will need to store chain oil and two-stroke oil as well. Gasoline and diesels have the added advantage of being compatible with many camp stoves and lanterns, so it is multi-purpose, but you could also choose to store gas cylinders for powering stoves, lights, and even heaters. If you are storing gas in large cylinders, it will normally be propane, and you will need the appropriate regulators and tools to make use of it. Just as with gasoline, remember how volatile this is. Don't make your survival situation worse by destroying your kit or injuring yourself trying to use it. Make sure you know how to properly install and use propane cylinders. Firewood. A stockpile of pre-prepared firewood at a bug out location or survival cache is another good idea. This could be potentially unnecessary in a woodland environment where you might have access to abundant stores of wood, but if you have time to prepare a cache, why not spend some time prepping wood for cold weather as well? So what tools should you keep in a supply cache? Tools are heavy, often too heavy to carry in a bug out bag and possibly not worth the space in a bug out vehicle if you can prepare a cache in advance. Of course, there are some tools you should have in your bug out bag, such as a survival knife, small saw, such as a folding saw or a bow saw blade, which you can later improvise a handle for and a small to medium sized axe. While these tools are suitable for even long-term survival situations, if you have the right skills, your life at a static bug out location will be made more convenient if you can cache a few tools as well. We have already discussed caching fuel for a chainsaw, which will make wood processing much quicker. But remember that chainsaws are very loud and you may want to be stealthy due to the nature of your emergency. If you are not caching a chainsaw or can't use your chainsaw for fear of discovery, make sure you have a cached, you cached a full-sized felling axe and bucksaw. Other tools such as a hammer, splitting wedges, gardening tools if you are going to establish your own crops, and consumables, items like nails and screws will help you turn your simple supply cache into a survival sanctuary and eventually return to civilization or build your own in the wilderness. So starting a survival cache is easy and should be done. Whether you are planning on bugging in or bugging out or are just wanting to maintain the security of your survival supplies, having multiple supply caches and locations only you know makes you much more able to withstand any disastrous event. As you can see from this survival cache guide, there are a few important things to remember, such as using the right storage bins or containers for your survival cache, hiding and marking the position of your supply cache, and making sure that you have packaged or packed the right essentials for your survival cache or bug out location. All right, guys, so a little bit longer article there than normal, but uh, good information and something to consider. 
I know in the past when there's been talk of gun grabs, people have always have talked about, you know, cashing their, their firearms, the ones that they really, um, you know, they want to be left with. You know, you always leave some, you know, in, in the house where, uh, you know, if there was a, a true gun grab, uh, they would be able to, you know, you would have something to give up, but then the, the real guns would be cashed. Uh, I know that people cash, you know, um, you know, cash, like real cash and uh, silver or precious metals and different things like that. They might put it out in their backyard and they might feel it's safer out there buried than, say, keeping it in their house somewhere, you know, hidden away. Um, But so there's a lot of different things there. But definitely if you are uh, thinking about if you have a bug out location or if you're thinking about, you know, purchasing a bug out location or a cabin in the woods or a retreat, you know, this might be something that you really want to consider and uh, something that you might even want to consider. Like if you're building something, if if the ultimate right would be if you could build uh, a basement, you know, like a hidden basement that no one would know about or uh, a survival cache in the floor. And somehow, you know, people would know it was there, but you were able to lift up the floor and uh, and get to it. I mean, that would be like the ultimate way of, of doing it. Uh, that would be perfect. But I mean, if you just have your bug out location, um, definitely a cache would be a way to go and just kind of think it through a little bit. Um, you know, that might be one of the things that you, you might want to do a little bit more research and maybe find people that have cash before. Uh, I know I, I know someone whose parents uh, put some money in a cache and put it out in the um, in their yard. And when they went to go retrieve it, it was, you know, a couple of years later. Uh, it wasn't sealed very properly. And so it was really wet and to help to help it to dry because it was a, you know, a decent amount of money. They threw it in the dryer. And so that's probably not the best idea. But then when they went to go uh, try to turn it into the bank, the bank didn't want to take it because it looked like it was a fault, like it was fake money. And uh, so, you know, be just be, be careful. Make sure that you really, truly seal uh, whatever you are, uh, your cash very, very well. And, uh, you know, you'll be all right from there. So again, guys, that's over at thepreppingguide.com. And the the article is entitled How to Use a Survival Cache to Keep Your Supplies Safe and Secure. And like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Well, guys, because this is the Thursday podcast, I always do a conflicted scenario. And this one is entitled Forcing Your Members, What Would You Do? And so the idea behind the conflicted, if you are new uh, to uh, to the podcast. Um, it's a scenario that is going to make you uh, come up with answers that are conflicted, right? And so uh, you, a couple of different things. I always talk about this. Um, you can just kind of listen to the scenario and think about what you would do. Um, you can talk it over with someone and maybe kind of bounce ideas off of each other. Or if you'd like to share what your thoughts are, you can come over to edthatmatters.com. That's my personal website, and that's where this article is going to be located. And you can drop your um, the way that you would answer this in the comment section, and then you can read other people's comments as well. And so I always think it's very helpful to read other people's perception, you know, or perspective, I guess, of uh, of how they would answer things. And because so, sometimes you do learn from other people, you know, that uh, like, hey, I didn't think about that in this way. And so this one, like I said, is entitled Forcing Your Members, What Would You Do? Uh, like always, I'm going to read it twice, and then you can you know, take it wherever you want to uh, go with it. So here we go. Someone in your group has gear that would be better used in the hands of another member who's more experienced. 
The owner doesn't want to lend his equipment because modern society has collapsed and his gear is now irreplaceable. Giving his gear to the more qualified person would be a great advantage to your group. As the group's leader, do you force the man to lend his equipment in order to give the entire group a much needed advantage or do you respect his right to his own property? All right, so let me read it one more time. Someone in your group has gear that would be better used in the hands of another member who's more experienced. The owner doesn't want to lend his equipment because modern society has collapsed and his gear is now irreplaceable. Giving his gear to the more qualified person would be a great advantage to your group. As the group's leader, do you force the man to lend his equipment in order to give the entire group a much needed advantage or do you respect his right to his own property? All right, guys, again, like I said, that's going to be over at Ed That Matters and, or edthatmatters.com, and I'm going to link to it in the show notes. So you can go if you want to drop your comments or you know just take it wherever you want to go with it. Well, guys, that's it for episode 341. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Hey, uh, to subscribe to the show, if you are not already, you can head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. We have tons of ways to subscribe, including iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and a host of other ways there. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. Hey, and take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.